Hello, everyone, and welcome in to the newest episode of the Hot Hangout Podcast. This is episode 40, and once again, as you can see, I'm on my own again today. Uh, but don't worry, uh, we have a special guest host here today. We're going to be talking about some new Star Wars news, uh, as well as got some fun things planned for later on in the podcast. So make sure you stick around and see what's going on. But before all that, uh, if you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to us here on YouTube. We are inching closer and closer to the 150 subscriber mark that we've been uh, hoping to get. Uh, we do appreciate all of you for all the support uh, up until this point. You can also find us on any podcast platform uh, like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you could find us on our socials at Hot Hangout on Twitter, on Instagram, and of course on TikTok. Uh, I mentioned this earlier, we do have a special guest host today here. Um, so I would like to introduce my friend, uh, Chris Keller uh, from Top Shelf Breaks. And uh, here he is to right now. Chris, what is going on? How are you today? Hey, Joe. How are you doing, man? Thanks for having me here. Good, good. Yeah, I've been a. It's been a long time coming. We've been wanting to bring you, bringing you on here on to the podcast. So I'm glad we finally got a moment, uh, yeah. had a chance to uh, bring you on. So I hope uh, it's going to be a fun one. I think it's going to be a fun uh, episode today. I love it. Look, all you had me, you had me at Star Wars. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Um, so in news, uh, not a ton of news over the past couple of weeks, but uh, the as we all know, the new Ahsoka series is going to be coming up. Um, Probably in about six weeks now, August 23rd is the release date. I did recently find out that the premiere is going to have two episodes, so that's always exciting. Um, but some news that we that we received recently was in an interview with Natasha Liu Bordizo. I think that's her name, uh, how you say her last name. She is the uh, actress that plays Sabine Wren um, in the Ahsoka series. Uh, she mentioned in an interview that the Ahsoka season basically runs along the uh, same timeline as Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, this is pretty interesting information. Uh, obviously, with Season 3, we find out a lot about uh, the Mandalorians in general. We find out about more about Bo-Katan. We find out more about um, what happened to a lot of the Mandalorians. And so they're just kind of spread across the universe in different um, uh Kind of different versions of the Mandalorians. You've got the sect that is very, um, they continue to wear the helmet the entire time. You have a, a different set of Mandalorians who feel free to remove their helmet. So we, we find this dichotomy uh, uh, over in season three, but now you introduce Sabine into this mix, on, into the same timeline, makes it curious uh, what that means because as you can see in the picture here if you're watching the YouTube version of the podcast that she is of the take the helmet off type of uh, Mandalorian so there may be some crossover there may not be but I think it's always interesting when we have uh, two shows two pieces of media that run along the same timeline uh, Chris what are your thoughts about like having these types of shows um, basically lend themselves to some crossovers like this so, so they're running concurrently is, is that what, the, what they're doing yeah so basically we've got you know mandalorian season three which is already done but the um uh this new season of ahsoka is basically going to be considered like kind of running alongside of what uh season oh. three of a mandalorian is so it's basically you know opening it up to uh you know possible storylines right great that's good for um that's good for fan interaction and communication and chatting and podcasts uh, <laughs> that's right kind of keep in line with everything in the direction that things are going i think that's really cool actually that's a good idea yeah and and, and i think that's what's what I, I mentioned many times here is my favorite is when they start interweaving all of these different things whether it's movies or books or or um film or uh, tv shows that you have the ability to kind of open up stories a little bit more it, when you realize like you know when when we see for instance, when we saw Luke come in in The Mandalorian, like that's something that you probably never would have thought of 40 years ago when Return of the Jedi came out, you know. But here we are, um, where you could just bring in these characters wherever you want, and uh, it'll end up being like a, a fuller story at the end of it. Yeah, if they do stuff like that again. I mean, that, I don't know if they ever reached that crescendo that they did when Luke came in. And I mean, I was freaking out. Everybody was freaking out. So hopefully there's still some magic left in the universe that they can and do some cool things like that 
um, as they're running, you know, side by side storylines and stuff. Man, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're you know we're we're excited here on the podcast for the new Ahsoka, Ahsoka series. But on that note, uh, we move on to a little bit of spoilery uh, type of uh, territory. So we will mark this as a, a spoiler in the uh, show notes here. Uh, but the there is a new Lego set um, that is based off of the Ahsoka series that is coming out, and it it and it has a character named Jason Sindula. For those who have watched Rebels, Jason Sindula is the son of Harris Sindula and Kanan Jarrus. Kanan Jarrus ends up be, uh, who we find out is one of the uh, remaining Jedi's after Order sixty six um, with uh, Harris Sindula. And uh, this is the son that they they that they had towards the end of that series. So not a huge spoiler. You would you would have thought you know there's uh, when we find basically we find out that Ahsoka season one is basically the rebel the continuation of the Rebels series. So that's kind of what we have discovered in the previous podcast we mentioned here. But now we have the son that was you know that was born out of Rebels to uh, show up here in uh, the Ahsoka series possibly with the existence of this character that's in the Lego set. So that's kind of that's the reach that we're that's what we're uh, assuming because of that. But the one thing that is curious about all of this is that as you can see in the and as you know as Harrison Dula is a uh, a Twi'lek. She is uh, she has like the the Likos, and she's got the green skin. Um, and in the Rebels version, Jason Sindula was kind of more of her her species. He had the green skin and all this. But in the Lego set, as you can see, he looks more of a human on the lower left there, if you're watching the YouTube version, with the dark hair and stuff like that. So there's a little bit of a difference of what, you know, what we look like going out of Rebels and then going into this Lego set. So been a little bit of talk of exactly how that happens. Um, sometimes, you know, uh, in TV and movies, they kind of just make these changes and never explain them. I don't know if this is <laughs> one of those times when they're just going to say, yep, that was Jason this entire time or whatever. Um, but it's curious that they um, are able, they, they made that this decision, decision on the Lego set, uh, assuming that that's what's going to happen, you know, in the show as well. So again, kind of spoilery because there was no mention of Jason Sindula being in Ahsoka. Um, but you know, outside of that, you kind of knew that he was going to be knowing that, you know, he was born out of the rebels series. Um, but this, you know, this kind of goes into a little bit more of what we'll talk about later. Chris is our collectibles, you know, how, how they bring, um, excitement into the fandom, how they bring excitement into series like this. I mean, you know, what are your thoughts of like how they approach this? Um, kind of going into the Ahsoka series, they know this is going to be in like a month, but you know they show these these images, and I mean obviously it's it's causing buzz. So do you think they they made the right choice in doing so? It's by design because um, guys like you guys figure this stuff out, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, you know. And I always found that fascinating that um, in the Star Wars universe, there's just so many things to to find out about different characters and where they came from mm-hmm. and their origins. So when they make toys and they make collectibles like this, that's what drives sales because that's going to be one of the figures that people want. I mean, it started back in the day um, with the mail-in with George Lucas as Stormtrooper, just something mm-hmm. different. And then they put his kids in there. Jet was a, a figure once, I believe. So anytime they make these variants and they're tying in with uh, you know the shows that have come out, uh, that's just a good thing. And it's a smart marketing ploy, and it appeals to collectors just gives it a little extra excitement um to try to go after so i, I like when they do that and who who manufactures oh, that's a lego that's a that's lego. a lego yeah that's a lego set that's coming out so they they this is the um a couple of the characters that you see here were shown in trailers the only one we hadn't seen up until this point was the one on the lower left which was jason sandula um so that was a little bit of a surprise so if you hadn't if you don't watch, if you weren't looking for this information, then you wouldn't have found it. <laughs> but you know, people are always yeah, scouring the internet for more spoilery type of things. So this is a uh, this is a uh, a welcome one for sure. I like it. That, that's a good spoiler. Now spoiler. everyone's going to take this information and share it everywhere, like they found it. <laughs> that's right. That's okay. They know where they get their Star Wars information from. Yeah, right here. That's okay. right. <laughs> hang out. I'll hang out. Um. Last bit of news here, not really Star Wars news, but kind of Star Wars news. Uh, there was an article uh, 
about the Zack Snyder Netflix film named Rebel Moon, mm. uh, which will be coming out in December, uh, was apparently originally pitched as a Star Wars film shortly after uh, Disney bought out Lucasfilms. So um, it's interesting um, because Zack Snyder has have, has had their foot in the DC world. We know everything about the, um, you know, his... Uh, involvement with the with uh superman and batman and there uh to know that there was a possibility to have them in star wars as well is kind of kind of intriguing to me it would have been very interesting to see what what kind of uh what kind of movie would have uh, made it out but it sounds like he originally pitched this to disney or lucasfilms uh, you know shortly again after the sale and he wanted it to be an R-rated movie. I think that's one thing that um, came out of these this uh, particular article. Um, and m- more interestingly enough is, I mean, he made the film. He ends up making the film. And there are some images out there now that have come out uh, with the film that have the very Star Wars type of feel. But um, it's... But at the same time, you kind of know it's not Star Wars, which is kind of crazy. Uh, I think we also see it's it's also kind of named a space opera, just like Star Wars is. And so it has a lot of the, the feels originally, obviously, supposed to be part of the Star Wars. Oh, and originally, they he did not want to mess with any of the existing characters. So at the, the time of the pitch, probably he's talking about Luke, he's talking about Han, he's talking about Leia and the what they, you know, what was known as the original trilogy or probably even, you know, even the prequel trilogy at this point as well. Um, so interestingly enough, the, the movie was made. It's a, you know, it's it's called Rebel Moon. It'll be out in December. Uh, so it's it's just an interesting, again, comparison of like, you know, it, we're going to be comparing now this movie to anything Star Wars. Mm. We're going to wonder, like, would this have a, a place in the Star Wars world? You know, Chris, what are your thoughts about having a Star Wars movie that's not actually a part of Star Wars. Mm. I mean, you're 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 that's heading down a, a slippery slope, a dangerous road, in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. because of, of Star Wars being the historic franchise that it is, and the lore of Star Wars and everything that comes with it. I mean, okay, in a way, the guy's inspired by it, um, but it just depends. I haven't seen a trailer for it yet or anything. Is there any trailers or anything to look mm-hmm. at other than images yet? Just no. some images, yeah. And one of the images kind of made it look like there was a red saber, lightsaber kind of looking thing. So um, it's definitely taking, I, I like the word you use, the inspiration from the Star Wars world. I'm just, you know, if you're asking in general, not, not a fan of that. Um, obviously, like you said earlier, he has accolades for everything that he's done in the, I think it was the DC Universe and all those mm-hmm movies and stuff but uh i mean the question is the real question is will i go to see it when it comes out i don't want to go there and feel angry and mad and picking everything apart you know what i mean (laughs) right that that's that's what it could that's what it could turn into you're sitting there and you're picking everything apart and you're seeing like two you know visions of star wars and just the feel and the tone of it and it's not star wars right so that would probably bug me so i may have to wait till it comes out See what the reviews are. Maybe watch it on streaming, which nowadays stuff goes streaming. Yeah. And I mean, this is straight to Netflix, so this will be just... Oh, it is? Yeah, it it won't be... I don't believe it'll be a movie theater thing. It's going to be on Netflix. Oh, a lot is today. I'll say it's hard to get... I haven't even seen the Indiana Jones yet, so... I haven't either. That's 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 next on my list for sure. Not to jump off topic, but that's kind of... Oh, no, that's fine. speaks volumes that you haven't been to see it yet, and I haven't been to see it yet. Yeah. It speaks volume about the franchise. For the record, for the record, I did go watch Joyride this weekend, which is oh. uh, a movie that my wife wanted to watch, and I wanted to watch too. But I also wanted to watch Indiana Jones, so um, I, I definitely, it, like I said, it's, it's just right next. To, so I just need to find somebody to go with. If you want to go, if you want, if you want to go, we can go. Yeah, yeah I think we have time. I'm going to go. Um, but we do have to get to see that before. I will be mad at myself if I don't get to go see it in the theater. Yeah, so I, I know the clock's ticking. Nowadays. There is something about the movie experience, though, like you said, and yes. and I think it, you definitely want to go into going to a theater watching a movie that you feel like you can enjoy. Yeah. With something like this, it sounds like to me, like you're saying, is that you're you're giving it a low bar already. You know, you're kind of already like, uh, this isn't going to be what I want. As much as fan, and because I know you and I are huge Star Wars fans. And you you don't want to go into it thinking like what is this you know and we said it a little bit off uh, off air here 
this uh, knockoff version of Star Wars, possibly. Um, but you know, who, but who's to say? Who's to say? You know, it, it's not. Um, you know, because it coming, it's coming to streaming first. It's coming on Netflix. Maybe that's enough for us to be like, okay, well, I'm just going to throw it on just to kind of see what what it looks like. I know, but could you listen to a full album of Kids Bop? No, you're mad because it's not Michael Jackson, and because it's not, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the Kids Bop version of Star Wars. I wouldn't, I wouldn't voluntarily, I wouldn't voluntarily listen to a Kids Bop album, but okay. I know, what, I know what you mean. But that's a movie full of triggers, is what I'm saying. If I go to see that, so I'm easily triggered with stuff like that. So we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait. All right. Well, yeah, Zack Snyder film Rebel Moon comes out in the end of the year in December. So we'll uh, we'll see if uh, me and or Chris and or Ben watch that. I'm sure I'm sure me and Ben will take a look at it and yeah, we'll dissect it. We'll dissect it oh, into yeah. Star Wars terms, right? Mm-hmm. That'll be interesting. Uh, well, that's the news section of the episode here. But now we could talk a little bit more about the fun stuff, more about your experience with Star Wars and uh, the stories that you have. You know, uh, quick, quick aside, me and Chris met, oh, gosh, a few years back. Yeah. Chris, uh, Chris, first well, job. let me, how about you? You tell us. Tell yeah. us a little about your first memories of Star Wars mm-hmm. and, um, you know, kind of how it shaped uh, like your fandom to it uh, through, uh, throughout the years. Well, you walked in my, my store one day. It was kind of my first retail location. It's actually the second one overall, but it was the first one that was kind of what I considered a real shop, not inside of a little retail place. And uh, we connected on, on Star Wars for sure. And mm-hmm. that's how we, we began our friendship and kept in touch over all these years. Uh, so thanks for having me on. This is pretty cool. We actually yes. are doing it. Um, you know, growing up in the 80s, as a child of the 80s, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, Spielberg, all of that thing was a very, very, very big part of that generation. Generation X, if I will. Thank you. And um, my first memories of Star Wars actually are in my room. I can still see it now, Joe. It's crazy. I had my, my bedroom. I moved up into the upstairs of the house, into the whole upstairs. It was finished up there. And I had a little record player, and I would play the, a little 45 of the Star Wars theme the actual original theme, and on the other side was the Cantina song. And I would play that, and I had a 45 called Runaround Sue. Uh, Those are the two records that I had at the moment. I had some albums. But I would listen to that over and over and over again. Now, I don't have these awesome, vivid memories and stories like some of these uh, people do of standing in line and being part of that whole man's Chinese theater rush when the Star Wars came out. I don't uh, have memories of that, but... Star Wars was in the lexicon of America and the country, you know, and I had the toys. I had all the toys, even though I don't remember seeing the movies. I'm sure I did, but it came out on VHS back then. And um, my cousin was a big collector, Joe. He was uh, he was the he was the cousin that had a little bit more than the rest of the families did. So he had all, <laughs> we all the have toys. that one. Yeah, we all had that one, right? <laughs> Gosh darn you, Jesse. Uh, he had all the toys all the time. He had Ewok villages. He would have the big giant uh, battleship from from G.I. Joe. He, he had all the Transformers. So I would go over and hang out at his place, which families did, you know, all the time and stay at the cousin's house for the weekend and play with all the Star Wars toys. So for me growing up, that that more so than the movies, it was about the pop culture things that came out mm. from the movies that I was attracted to. The toys, the watching the cartoons like droids and the Ewoks and all the, you know, the uh, Battle for Endor movies and stuff. That's what really are my first early memories of, of mm-hmm. Star Wars. Pretty much collecting. Mm-hmm. What about like as far as the movies? Did you have like a specific movie that you kind of remembered over others, or that you watched? I do. I do. Like I said, I wish I could be like I remember standing in line <laughs> for Star Wars when it came out on May sixth or fifth. Uh, but I remember Return of the Jedi very distinctly. Uh, we were being babysitted in the daytime in the summer, and. Um, one right there that's it and i remember walking to the movie theater to go see return of the jedi and just being completely immersed in it and like holy crap you know all the reveals that Uh came with 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 jedi that is one of my first memories i remember empire i think i probably watched empire on vhs or something at my friend's house who was the friend that had a little bit more than we had (laughs) <laughs> so they had VHS players and always have one. <laughs> There's always one. 
<laughs> one in your family and one, you know, your friends. So he had the v- the Betamax, he had the VHS, they had all the videos, which by, back then cost like 150 bucks mm-hmm. to buy a VHS of Star Wars or something. Um, but yeah, just the, the lore of it and the music, the music, John Williams is really, if I had to pinpoint it, for me, a lot of it is about John Williams mm. and the way that he orchestrates the movies and the scenes and he has music that actually becomes the theme song of that character. So when you hear it, you know it's going to be about Yoda. When you hear it, you know there's an undertone of something to do with Leia, etc. So he's a genius and he's a master and he's a goat. So maybe it goes back to that little 45 record I had, you know, when I was seven, eight years old. I don't know, but to this day, I still love the music of Star Wars. Yeah, and I think, you know, this is a, you know, I, I didn't, Think about this until you said that that mm-hmm. I you had a pretty big history in music as well. I mean, do you think that the the start of the start of all that was John Williams was Star Wars? Do you think that really had an influence kind of going forward with you know your career in music? Well, well, now I didn't think of that until you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so we yeah. are. All these revelations. A very good point. I would boil it down to my music industry career came down to Michael Jackson off the wall and John Williams in the Star Wars theme song. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, quite quite literally. Because you were, song. remind me, were you a DJ? Were you, exa- yeah, what was the, I know we may go a little off topic here, but I, yeah, I love, I love hearing the story yeah, here. That was the, that was the, uh, that is my passion in life besides Star Wars and my family is, is really um, the music industry and radio. So when I was a kid, I, um, I I talked my way into a radio station. Literally, I got my foot in the door one night, and I turned it into an internship at the local radio station. Radio was huge in the 80s. In the 80s, radio was king. That's the only place to get your information from. And uh, I started out in radio as an intern and just working around the radio station and then worked my way up to on-air DJ. Mm. And then I parlayed that after five, six years on air. Um, I got into the other side of the business in promotions. For the record mm-hmm. companies for sony music and epic records but i would mm-hmm. always dj on the weekends at various stations because i just love it you know I yeah love, yeah i love having this thing right here if i don't have this i feel weird <laughs> i feel at home right here that's that's funny that we we kind of made that uh through line here from yeah. from the, that 45 when you were younger to you know a, a music career later on um and you mentioned marketing and i think it's actually a, a good time to put this in here as well i mean we you know in conversations that you and i have had you know Star Wars Celebration was a, a pretty big deal. I mean, it's always a big deal in the Star Wars world, but you've seen a side of it that many probably have not. You know, you want to get into a little bit of the story. Like, what memories do you have? What, you oh, know, the, the what yeah. involvement? I guess we'll start with what involvement did you start with oh. uh, with the Star Wars Celebrations? Oh, Joe, you did your homework. I love it. This is great because I don't get to talk to a lot of people about this other than <laughs> myself. Uh, Star Wars Celebration, I feel as though with Star Wars Celebration, I'm trying to kind of come up with an analogy it kind of probably would have been like if way back in the day you got to go uh to to eddie vetter's house house and hang out with pearl jam after their little local concert like early in the days that's how star wars celebration was so mm-hmm. so ben stevens uh owns official picks and and back in those days and when i say that i mean 2007 was my first star wars celebration that's the logo right there never mm-hmm. forget that and uh, i had just met my now wife so that tells you how long we've been together and um, I saw an ad, because I'm a Star Wars fan, like we all are, and I'm Googling around for this. Oh, my gosh, Star Wars Celebration's coming to Indianapolis. It's a couple hours away. I need to go to this freaking thing, because usually you're mad, because it's in Florida or California. I'm like, it's Indianapolis. And um, so I, I signed up to be a volunteer, Joe. They said, volunteers wanted. So I filled out all these forms, and I reminded them that I come from the music business. So I'm used to being around signers celebrities meet and greets like i have experience doing that so i thought they would like that so they brought me in 2007 and i remember very very vividly and distinct i can still see the little room is beside the uh where you get your ticket and stuff and behind there's the curtains and all the volunteers had on orange shirts this is a red one so we all had orange shirts on and ann newman comes over to us she introduces herself she's pretty much managing everyone and she said i need a volunteer and nobody budged, nobody moved. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of bumps on the log and I jumped out of <laughs> my seat. I'll do it. I, I don't know what you need, but I am your guy. I will do it. And she goes, okay, come with me. So I, I follow Ann Newman and she takes me around and here's the whole, you know, they have these booths, you know, and they're all lined up like 20 of them in a row. 
and she takes me to Peter Mayhew's booth. Wow. To his table. He's not there. She goes, okay, I need you to sit right here. Peter will be here in a few minutes. Um, him and his wife, Angie, will be here. So you just wait here, kind of guard the stuff until he comes back. And I'm like, oh, I can do that. So I sat down at Peter Mayhew's table. And within five to ten minutes, here comes Peter Mayhew wow. walking over. Like this, you got to realize the, the levity of this and how crazy this is. Right, yeah. So, so Peter walks over. He's, you know, super giant. Y'all have probably met him at shows or and things. He is very tall, real. And uh, he's... Sticks his hand out, introduced him. His hand was giant. I'll never forget. He smelled like cigarettes and coffee because that's all he ever ate and drank and did. <laughs> and so I was waiting for orders. Like, do I leave? Do I? What am I supposed to do? And never came back. So I ended mm. up just sitting with Peter for that day, as he signed right here. It was me. Oh wow! You know, at his table, at his booth. So all you do is, you know, they come up, they give you the ticket, you make sure his pens work, you make sure he's, you know, just kind of facilitate the signing with him. I did that for like four or five hours sitting there with Peter. And then she would come and we would rotate. And then I would go to the next booth and to the next person's. And back then they paid us. Uh, we didn't get paid uh, for every shift you worked, which was about four or five hours. Every shift you worked, Joe, you got an autograph signed uh, lithograph, they called them. And they were only made for official picks. Oh. And they were only to be sold or purchased at the celebrations. It had to be destroyed after the celebrations. And I know that for really? them do it. So they would give us signed um, lithographs from from all the celebrities, from the signers, as payment. And so you can probably notice, you can see me doing this. Most people are like, I'll work a shift, and then the rest I'll run around the convention. I was like, I'm going to work from Thursday when the doors open till freaking <laughs> Sunday at 5 o'clock. <laughs> exactly what I did. So I made myself available I, I was constantly learning and working, and then and then over the years, uh, as the celebrations would would happen, I had to go. And then one year, I got upgraded to this red shirt, which was a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. uh, I met my buddy uh, Kiawe Santiago, who uh, sadly passed away on February 2019. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Kiawe is very missed, and um, I wear this shirt every time I do a Star Wars podcast or a Star Wars night, or I go to a Star Wars mm -hmm. movie or a store convention. So, um, you uh -huh. know, this kind of, I, I do this in tribute to Kiawe and he took me under his wing because he had already been doing two of them in the prior ones. This was his third and this was my first. Mm -hmm. So, um, the, the, the red shirt, we got to spend the whole day with all the celebrities signing and, um, wow, just, it's different today. It's a little bit more corporate. -y. Sure. Sure. Definitely. Is what I was saying earlier about the Pearl Jam reference back then, you know, you know, Ben and official picks, they run the entire autograph hall. It's theirs, not tops, mm -hmm. not corporate, not a bunch of different managers and everything. Ben brought everyone in. Right. And it was ours, you know, that was our little world. And then as time went on, um, things changed with Disney and probably licensing fees and stuff. But they still do things today because Ben built relationships with them in the early days. Mm, good. You know, Anthony Daniels and had really good times with Carrie Fisher. Some of my highlights of my uh, career was with uh, Celebration. So I nice. miss it. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned, uh, you know, like Anthony Daniels and Carrie Fisher. I mean, do you have any other stories? I mean, I, I could I could sit here all day, like listening to, <laughs> to uh, these stories. The other, like anything with Carrie or anything that you could share? I do. Uh, you know, when we worked with Carrie, that was the assignment because I didn't know what our assignments are going to be. You show up, you have a little meeting beforehand, and they, they assign you. You're going to be here. You're going to be there. You're going to do this and do that. And when they said, Chris, you're going to be with Carrie, oh my I, gosh. Kinda, I honestly thought maybe a different Chris, maybe a different Carrie that I don't know about, like <laughs> an not sister or something. I'm going to be, you mean Carrie Fisher? And yeah, you're going to be with Carrie today. So I, I went to Carrie's booth and uh, just spent the whole day with Carrie. It was a Saturday. It's one of the busiest days at the show. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, when you hear stories or see her interviews, she really was a gem of a human. Mm -hmm. um, she she had her dog, Gary, with her. Then I would walk. I'd have to go walk her dog. Yeah. I'm like, this is too so I'm walking <laughs> so cool. Carrie Fisher's dog out back. You know what I mean? Bringing her nice. back. But we would sit there all day, and she was so kind, and she was so um, outgoing to her fans. And she would sign every and anything. She kind of broke the rules. People would bring extra stuff, and she would do it, mm. and she would doodle on the table there was a um like a white piece of paper that rolls out you know and she would write on that to get the pens working she would make doodles she would write weird things and draw stuff mm -hmm. and uh 
I remember thinking, I'm getting that. I'm, I'm totally getting that thing at the end of the day. <laughs> no one's ripping, you know, putting that in the trash. Well, my friend Mark beat me to it because he was, uh... yeah, he was a little higher up on the ladder and he has it, but he, he kept it and he got it framed and they uh, built really oh. good relationships with Carrie over the years. And that's cool. All those shows. So did he have a, he didn't have a red shirt. It was a different color shirt then or. They actually do have. They wear a jersey. They had a jersey. Oh, it's a jersey. Oh, I was just joking. Yeah. Is it it's really? <laughs> yeah, it's a different shirt. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. The volunteers were orange. The floor managers, which I was responsible for the the floor overall. You know, I'd walk around the floor yeah. and check stuff on people, and then I'd have my assignment. But yeah, they had jerseys. I never made it to the right. jersey, but. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, you know, the celebration. You know, I was fortunate enough to go in 2019 when it was in chicago yeah so yeah. uh i didn't get i did i wasn't able to like meet and well i guess i did meet one i did meet ahsoka tano which mm -hmm. uh we know as this is before rosaria dawson ashley ashley eckstein so, yeah so yeah so i was able to meet her um mm -hmm. for just a, a little picture action She's there and i think i think you, lover too man she is yeah i think you met her i think you met her as well right I did. I took my son. Uh, that wasn't celebration we, that she was at. That was at one of the Wizard World cons or something here in Chicago. Oh uh, right. Okay. Nice. That's my oldest son, Brixen. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she's she's great with the fans. The, the downside yes. of her personality and her literally loving everyone. She'll cry because she'll get so excited because people love her yeah. so much. But I mean, if you're waiting in that line, and some of the <laughs> fans she come takes, up, she takes her time with her fans. Is what you're saying, God. right? And I'm thinking, I can't yeah, she really does. be mad, but I'm kind of mad. Because my son's like, and he's getting frustrated, and we're hungry, and we forgot yeah. to eat. Yeah, and they're up there for like twenty minutes. You know, it's like, come on. And, and we, we maybe we, for those who aren't watching the YouTube version, there's a picture of uh, Chris and his son at, with uh, Ashley Eckstein here in the middle, and it, it should be also known that he is also Chris is also wearing the same shirt, <laughs> the red shirt, as he said um, yep. in the picture as well. So I, he uh, he's true to his word there. Yes, sir. Yeah, I and back. I don't think it's coming back anymore because they're so embedded with Disney now. It's probably yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's probably just hold it over there. I mean, it's going to be in Europe next year, and you know, or in two years, I guess. No, no, I'm sorry, Japan. It's going to be in Japan. I heard that Hoth Hangouts giving away five, I believe. What was that again? Sorry. I heard Hoth Hangouts giving away a pair of tickets to Japan oh. for celebration. <laughs> oh no, we don't have the budget for that quite yet. We could barely. Barely uh, upload this to YouTube every time. I'm just kidding. That would be awesome. We'll all go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's a write-off, right? I think that's just a write-off. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, with, with with celebration and you know, obviously getting to meet, you know, the 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 stars of the shows and the movies and all that. You got to interact with um all of them and uh, other fans and stuff like that. But uh, these end up being real collectible items in a lot of people's collections. A lot of um. Uh, like uh, autographs and you know we've and you know this this is kind of where your bread and butter is here is the collectible industry mm -hmm. um you know as kind of how much we've mentioned up to this point but you have a hobby shop right now in uh in elgin illinois mm -hmm. and um top shelf breaks uh, top shelf cards and mm -hmm. you know you you run a youtube channel to do these breaks you have all this so i mean you're you're heavily ingrained into this collectible industry um what what have you seen over the years um, with the, because I, I know a lot of the sports cards you deal with, but what about the non-sports cards or the non-sports collectible uh, collectibles that you've seen, whether it's, you know, obviously we're, this is a Star Wars podcast. So, you know, maybe if you want to talk a little bit more about the Star Wars, but, you know, in, in general, like what kind of trends have you seen over the years with the non-sports collectible industry? I think the non-sports in general, I've always liked non-sports because I like Hollywood collectibles, um, you know, Jaws and movies and, and stuff like that. And I always felt that the collectibles industry was so focused on helmets and jerseys and, and the cards. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely been a resurgence of the um, non-sport collectibles over the last 10 years or so. And a, due in big part to the internet. So mm. everyone knows that the internet opened up a new world to collectors that had all this stuff all along. Like... I'm part of Sid and Marty Croft, like Facebook groups. I don't know if anyone knows what that is, but you can find Facebook groups for anything that you like nowadays. Mm -hmm. Down from if it's just Star Wars Funko Pops, maybe it's just Star Wars um, cards, maybe it's Star Wars replicas like Gentle Giant and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that stuff came out into the mainstream thanks to the internet. 
And I know it has gotten me involved in finding a lot of different things like gentle giant collectibles and be able to see what they actually look like and get them. I think they're the best uh, things that are made. So it's definitely good to see that they, um, you know, have come a long way with the non-sports. It's no longer the stepchild of collecting um, Mm. because some of this stuff is, you know, worth a lot more than than some of these sports items. So I I love it Um, in wrestling too, WWE and professional wrestling. Thank heavens for the internet because it just opened up the world to everybody. And some of the, you know, the the Funko Pops, um, I thought about getting them here for the shop. But there's so many different ones, Joe, man. And I love them. I do. I really do love them. Um, but they're kind of on the lower end scale price point, And you have to sell a real lot of Funko Pops, mm-hmm. you know, in order to, to make it worth it. And But I know it brings people in the store and as a collector, but I have to put a lot out to get a whole bunch of them. So um, right. I carry Funko Pops in here, but I'm very selective about them. And usually they're mine. Sid and Marty Croft ones or Star Wars ones, and people come in and ask how much they are, and they're not for sale. So mm. <laughs> then they get mad. Right, at right. <laughs> of course. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, yeah, that one of the big things that I that got me to kind of return to collecting was Star Wars, obviously, and mm-hmm. um, it's and and in fact, one of the first things I bought at your shop was <laughs> was a Star Wars Master Box uh, Masterpiece. What is it called? Uh, oh, you loved your Masterworks. The Masterworks, yes, that's the right. Masterworks. I got like a, a mini box from there or something yeah, like that. So, that. and I think that honestly, that was that might have been my first, that might have been my first Star Wars trading card purchase ever. Was was there? You did love your masterwork. You were getting the breaks. I mean, that's when they yeah. were like thirty five dollars for a mini box or something. Yeah, but, yeah. They they are not that cheap anymore. Nope. <laughs> that's and that's what and that's what uh, you know that's what I've noticed as far as the trends go, especially during. During the pandemic, there was a, a huge resurgence in not only uh, just basically anything trading card related, whether it's sports cards, non-sports cards, Pokemon cards. There was just a huge demand for all of that during that time. Uh, how how was it navigating through that um, through that time? Um, you know, I, I know your shop was closed, um, and but you still were able to kind of stay afloat. You know what. What did what were some of the things that you needed to do to make sure you were to continue to be successful during throughout the pandemic? I mean, I've said this before. In ways, I honestly, truly, would give it all back if we could never have had to go through what the world went through with that pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, because for us, when I say us, I mean online, um, you know, hosts podcasters, uh, breakers, opening up cards on YouTube and stuff. Our business, like, I can't even think of the number, how it was quadrupled, five dupled, mm-hmm. whatever it was because of the demand for all the products. Right. So I kept the shop open per the Illinois rules. You know, they didn't say you have to be closed. They did for a while, but I kept the store open. You want to come in here? Come in here. Um, uh, me and Tommy are here. We're going to be here. But there wasn't a lot of people coming in. So basically we were online uh, doing breaks and uh, what was carrying that was definitely the football and the rookie class. Mm. Um, but Star Wars products were still being released. Yes. Put up Star Wars products to break and just people wanted something to do. We needed something to take our mind off this crap. We needed yeah. to escape the fear and, and, and all that stuff. And so you saw a resurgence, mm-hmm. which did drive the prices up, Yeah, you know? But I, sp- I spent many I spent many a night in your chat, <laughs> and you still do, and I love that. <laughs> That's, right, yeah. That's great. You always well, coming in before I go get my salty fries. Yeah, I you know I just got to make sure that you you remember to get it either that or your Luminati's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, but with that, yeah, I mean this is this is great. I mean I I think it's it's only appropriate now that you know us talking about sports cards or cards in general and Star Wars that we do an opening right here. What do you say? I'm all for that. <laughs> what do I have? So this will, this will be fun. We've got, so for those on the YouTube channel here, that we do have a little small box here of Star Wars Tops Chrome. Um, this is a relatively new 
product. I think it came out maybe a month ago, a month and a half ago, something like that. I can't remember exactly when, but um, but yeah, I haven't opened up a Star Wars box in a while, and I definitely haven't opened anything on video in a long time as well. So this is my audition to Chris to uh, yeah. uh, hire me on on staff over at Top Shelf Breaks here. So let's uh, let's take a look here at what we can get here. So sit back. This is yeah. Normally we're in different spots. Normally Chris is the one that's opening. And I'm the one that's watching, so let's uh let's see what we get oh. here. If I could even open this up. Oh my god. Oh gosh. my goodness, there we go. I can't even do this. How do you do this every night? You don't have a cutter? I don't have a cutter. Look how look how rookie I am at this. Use Holy your cow. teeth. Use your teeth. Use the teeth? Oh, no, I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Pop it. Pop it. Oh my god, this is okay, there you go. I just ruined this box. So that's okay, though. That means you're going to get a one-on-one super fractor. In can there. you imagine? Yeah, here yes, we go. Yes, I can. This would be great. On a retail box, that would be even crazier. So I think this comes with, is it six packs? Oh, no, this looks like a lot of packs, actually. Oh, look at all those packs. Oh, my gosh, this yes. is going to be longer than I thought to give a... My bad. <laughs> We're doing good. Yeah, yeah. On my clock. So I'll, I'll do it like Chris does. So what do, you, what do you like to do? You like to open a couple and then kind of stack them for a little bit? Yeah, I do open a few packs. I've always yeah. had paranoia from the early days where um, there were so many scammers around. You know, you think there's a lot today. The early days mm -hmm. break. Uh, I didn't want to put too many cards on the table in case the internet went out or the camera went off. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Open packs. So yeah, I used to do them like kind of one at a time. Yeah, yeah I see. Now I got to do Well, since these are all mine, we should be fine. Yeah, they're yours. You can do whatever the heck yeah, you want. We can do whatever we want. So I think I opened up, what is that, five? We'll do five packs. I think maybe there are 10 total here. What about this is the first time background? first time I've looked at first time I've looked at these cards, so I don't even know what the the base set even looks like. So let's take a look. Well, here. I'll tell you about this chrome. Um I don't know if you notice it or not, but it doesn't feel as chromey to me. It feels um it's not as sharp the photos, maybe. Mm, I see. Does it feel chromey to you? Or is I it mean, for the type of stock? I, 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 it feels I feel like the stock is a little bit different. I could see it's that. A it's a little plasticky or something. Yeah, yeah, right. So we got yeah. some animated series people. We have some sequels. Oh, we have a little bit of a ray here. Always a good pull. Looks like this is kind of a refractor looking thing of Grogu. But you could barely even see Grogu. He's like all the way, he's like the smallest thing in there. Yeah, some of the imagery on it is. Yeah. It doesn't, it's. I, I do mean, like this. Chrome Galaxy. I do like this. Incredible. I do like this Vader one with the broken helmet here. That's pretty cool. From the Kenobi series. Oh yeah, they do one uh, series, one uh, season of that. Yes, the Kenobi series is yeah. Oh, It'll be one series. Oh, one uh, season. Yes, we got the Mando here. We got Mandalorian here. This is the way, my friend. Grand Grand Inquisitor. We got Lando, my favorite Star Wars character of all time, by the way. Mm. Jar Jar Binks, everyone's favorite. Uh, looks like another Grogu. Is there like a maybe there's like a Grogu insert set or something? You see the the refractor version here. That is probably a refractor. And a purple looks like a purple grief cargo. I believe these are one per one per the, uh, blaster box like this too. So pretty cool. I don't know if it's numbered. It is not numbered. Mm -mm. So yeah, pretty cool. Did I miss anything? No, yeah, just those two refractors of the uh, the Grogu refractor. inserts. All right, super refractor come incoming. You calling it? Yes. <laughs> in blaster boxes nowadays, they started putting. That's crazy that they put them in. The, yeah, so so talk a little bit about like retail versus hobby, and like what the uh you know yeah, what retail, what it means. Re retail is a lower price point. Retail does not guarantee any autographs or even numbered cards. So the hobby product, as it's called will have guaranteed autographs. Like if that was a hobby box, it would say uh, one autograph per box or two, right. depending, you know, as you get more, the price goes up. Right. And yeah. uh, which I'm, I'm, I'm all for retail boxes or blasters as they call them, because it does allow people, you know, when you're out with the kids grocery shopping and they want something, you can buy a blaster box for them. You know, right. so yeah. price point, they do have their, like you showed that purple one. So that's probably uh retail only. So the only place to get the purple ones are probably mm -hmm. in the retail box. That's usually right. how they do it. And normally the, the retail boxes are available at like a Target or Walmart, Barnes yeah. & Noble, things like that, where the hobby boxes are more the brick standard uh, brick-and-mortar hobby. hobby shops, like the yeah. ones that you own, right? That is correct. All right, let's go into this one. Got another Grogu. 
refractor here. Nope. Love the Grogu. And as you can see, this set has all from all Star Wars. We got something from Solo. Mm -hmm. We got something from Rogue One. We got something from Resistance, the animated series. So it is uh, all all inclusive of every Star Wars there is. Oh, this is cool. It's an art one. Yeah, it looks like an art one. It's not. It's not a a, a sketch, but this is a very no, cool one. No, it's from Chrome Galaxies, probably. Oh, this is the Chrome Galaxy. Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Let's take a look at this one. Chrome Galaxy is a really, really good set. Star Wars fans watching, if you want to get a really good Chrome set, go check out any of the Star Wars Galaxy Chrome. Very cool. That is uh, Mingo Madness. Is that is the name of that one? Bill Organa. I mean, the we got Chewy. We got we got Chewy. Peter Mayhem. Got another Grogu. Looks like inserts. With the refractor on it, yeah. So, like I said, this this project is nice because it, it encompasses all things Star Wars. Oh, look at this! We got a looks like a refractor of Ahsoka Tano here. Great. Monikers looks like an insert set, maybe. Monikers, what's her nickname? Hers Small. is Snips. Oh, Snips! What I Snips, say? Yes. Oh, Snips. Smalls. No, that that is Sandlot. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Snips. Snips. I love it. So very cool. Cool. I don't remember seeing that card. And then a, another purple looks like retail, possibly retail uh, exclusive of Tam Revora, also from the Resistance animated series. Sorry for that shine there. The funny yeah. part about Joe is when I'm doing my Star Wars breaks at night, uh, he will come in, and I do not know every character, especially kind of some extraneous characters, but he always knows, man. He's like, no, that's so so from this, that, and he helps me out. Uh, this is true. I don't know, which I love. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, so here are some of the hits here. Pretty cool. I think the I think the Ahsoka one is my favorite one. The monikers with the snips. I don't know if there's any other Ahsoka card that has like snips on there. So that's pretty cool. Tell me one Very other cool. Star Wars character that would have a moniker card that you could think of that would be cool. Like a nickname like that? Yeah. What would you think? Uh. Hmm. Who who would? <laughs> it's not a nickname, but it would be uh, Han versus Han with uh, Lando. <laughs> but oh, yeah, okay. I don't know how yeah. you do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really love... trying to think who else. What other nicknames? Yeah. Who would, who would even have one? I mean, it would be it would be the the other side of that would be Anakin, because Anakin because uh, Ahsoka used to call Anakin Sky Guy, so oh. that would probably 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 be one as well, if I had to to assume one. Good job. But yeah, there is. The box break of the Star Wars Chrome. Hope you all enjoyed it. Um, but uh, before we, I mentioned earlier on that we have maybe a little bit another. Uh, that was pretty fun, but I think we have one more fun thing uh, planned, Chris. What do you say? We do. We do. This promotion. Want me to show it or? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take this. This is a box of um, Star Wars signature series. There's one autographed card in here, encased. So, that means it's in the the uh, hard plastic holder. We don't know who it is. We want somebody really good in here. I'm going to put this on the website at topshelfbreaks.com. So you're going to go to the website. It's free to enter. I'm going to pick a winner live, probably Saturday night. Okay. okay. So we'll do it on Saturday night. Pick the winner after you watch this podcast. And uh, it's free to enter. I'm also going to put in a Galaxy Pack or two. I'll load up stuff. You'll see. Uh, the information will be there at topshelfbreaks.com. Awesome. Well, thank you, Chris, for for something fun for the viewers and the listeners of, of the Hoth Hangout. It's going to be uh, hopefully we got something huge out of that. That would be uh, that would be the best thing. Maybe that maybe we get a Anakin autograph. Maybe we get something like that. So or uh, Obi Wan autograph, something like that. These could be uh, Harrison Ford's or Harrison. Ford. Yeah, it could be so, any of those. Yeah, that'd be cool. Very if exciting. It says go ahead and open it up live on the stream so we can actually yes. see which one it is. That would be very cool. Yeah, I'm not going to switch these up. I'm going to actually. It's going to be this box. All right. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you, Chris. Thank you, Top Shelf Breaks, for that. Yeah, really appreciate it. All right. Well, I think I think we call yeah. it here with uh, the fun episode here with our friend Chris Keller from Top Shelf Breaks. Um, yeah, this was a fun time. I hope you had a good time. Where can we find Top Shelf Breaks on and you on the internet here? Uh, on Twitter, it's uh, at Top Shelf Breaks. On Instagram, it is at Top Shelf Breaks. And uh, Twitter also Top Shelf Cards Twenty Two, which is uh, the the shop Twitter, and uh, on Facebook, 
you can just Google Top Shelf Sports Cards Elgin or nice. Top Shelf Cards on, on the Facebook. Sounds good. I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. No, not quite. <laughs> That's all right. Well, thank you, Chris, for everything here today. Um, once again, if you have not done so, please subscribe to us here uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, follow, you can follow us. Oh, wait. Sorry, Ben. Uh, that, that is right. Give all you, I, I skipped a thing. Um, next week, next week, our friend Ben finally returns. Yes. Return of Ben. So uh, he's been gone for a few weeks now. So we are excited to have him back and uh, talking all the Star Wars with him. Um, yeah, so we will be back next week with our friend Ben. So make sure you are here uh, so you could uh, hear about his trips and, uh, you know, all things Star Wars here coming Oh, he's going to have a lot to talk about, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, get ready, Gibbo, for a two-hour episode, just saying. Okay. But what I was saying earlier, thank you all again for... Uh, coming in and watching the 40th episode of the Hot Hangout uh, podcast. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, again, we are getting closer to 150 uh, subscribers there. You could also follow us on our podcast, any podcast platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And you can also, of course, follow us on any socials at Hot Hangout on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. So again, thank you, uh, Gibbo. Thank you, Chris. Uh, any parting words, Chris, before we call it an episode? Thank you very much. I mean this, Joe. I really, really had fun. I really do appreciate the invite here. And it is a pleasure to chat on here with you. And you got a great producer, and you guys got a wonderful podcast. And I, I feel your viewership's going to increase because you got a good one here. We're going to push it. We're going to market it. This is the place to be for all your Star Wars news. Oh, hang out. He said it better than I could ever say it. <laughs> but thank you again, Chris. Thank you, Gibbo. And thank you for everyone for all the support here on the Hot Hangout podcast. And may the force be with you.